Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today we have the honor of having Heather Chaplin joining us. Heather Chaplin, a dedicated and certified master life coach, helps those with CPTSD to create a holistic approach to healing. Heather offers a unique and transformative approach through a five-pillar framework based on mind, body, spirit, environment, and style. These are the foundations of her coaching system. It helps you to gain and maintain a life of healing. She provides evidence-based techniques in a warm and empathetic environment so clients feel safe and able to explore their past, understand their triggers, and cultivate the best self-care practices to foster strength and vitality in their life moving forward. Heather pulls from her own personal experience of dealing with CPTSD, the numerous types of healing modalities she has experienced, and she helps and guides her clients to the best resources for their unique healing journey. Whether you are seeking to reclaim your strengths, cultivate a positive mindset, create an uplifting environment, or express your authentic self, Heather is here to support you every step of the way. Embrace a transformative journey toward healing and wholeness with Heather Chaplin as your trusted guide. Thank you. I absolutely appreciate having you here, Heather. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Thank you very much. So, Heather, what is your story of complex PTSD? What happened? What kind of abuse did you overcome in your life? Yeah, that's that's a pretty loaded question, Gemma, I must say. And um, before I dive into that, I'd like to explain what complex post-traumatic stress disorder is, because so many times people tend to confuse it with PTSD, which is a different type of uh, trauma disorder. With complex post-traumatic stress disorder, it is when the trauma or a lot of times it's trauma as more than one type of trauma continue over a prolonged time period and especially during our childhood. And it really, um, it gets into how your brain develops and how your emotional and mental capacity is in moving forward into your adult life. And uh, it's, it's complex, just like the word says. But um, I would have to say that uh, my abuse stemmed from sexual abuse as a very young child of three and onward. And with that type of abuse, generally there is a mental and an emotional abuse tied to it because of the type of control that it involves. And I was also had the sexual abuse from more than one individual. I had three different individuals in, in my younger years that the childhood sexual abuse happened with. And it, it, um, to, to say that I'm grateful for those experiences might sound a little strange. And it's not that I'm grateful for the actual experience, but I am truly grateful to where it has led me to. Because without those experiences, I wouldn't have started drinking and becoming an alcoholic at 13 years of age. 
which would have meant that I wouldn't have met my husband in AA or had the beautiful adult children and grandchildren that I have today. So I like to, one of the things that I like to have clients do or individuals that I'm speaking with is to try and find a way to turn how they look at those things moving forward so that it can enable them to find that little bit of what goodness did come out of it because we really need to focus on the good things while we're dealing with how we got to where we are. Um, it definitely made me a much more empathetic person, much more compassionate and understanding. And it since I have been working through this, the different types of trauma over my life, I really am so grateful to where it has led me to today. Um, the, the things that... Uh, the things that childhood trauma set a person up for is to have more trauma happen in their teenage years and young adult life, right? And so I also work with people that have experienced rape or physical or mental abuse that had maybe neglect or abandonment issues from their childhood. Those are also things that I've experienced on a deep level. And I understand the, um, the mental triggers that are involved with it and the habitual thought patterns that are created from it. And I really like to have people go in and face those things head on and then create ways and replace those triggers with tools that they can use going forward on a daily basis when new obstacles come up or if something triggers a memory from the past, which still happens to me to this day, not as often, but it still happens because it's in my DNA, right? So I really like to have people look at those things and create a healing lifestyle, a holistic healing lifestyle, not just the mental, not just the physical, but also the spiritual and the environmental and this and with style. And, and don't let the word style deter you. I'm not speaking of what's on the latest runway. With style, I'm really speaking to the types of books you read, the type of programs or movies you watch, the um, music that you listen to. Yes. How, yeah, how you live your life. And we do touch on how you present yourself to the world because with sexual trauma, people tend to go two ways. There are other ways, of course, but there's two ways that are very evident. And one is they embrace their sexual side and dress very sexually, or they cover themselves up and they hide. And, and both extremes lend their, can lend the, um, the individual to developing eating disorders and, and body misphoria and all of those kind of things 
which I've also had experience with. So complex post-traumatic stress disorder is complex, right? It is. It is. Wow. Thank you for sharing your story. I understand it's 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 a never-ending healing journey after. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hoped for a long time that we would actually go, okay, so let's go five years in healing and then we're done. Okay, 10 years and then we're done. No, we're not done. (laughs) So now you understand. It's a never-ending journey. However, it gets much better over time and much better with all the modalities, all the release and let go, all the deep meditation we have so many options to help deal with our emotions nowadays. Mm-hmm. At least that is available if we actually look and seek. Mm-hmm. And um, so you have quite a few um, modalities in your hands. How do you how do you help? You have this five pillar framework. Yes, it's the five pillar framework is so important, and um, because that's how we're made up. We are made up of all of those things. Our environment does affect us. Our mindset affects us. Our spirituality or lack of affects us. The body affects us with nutrition, with movement, um, and generally when we speak of movement or nutrition we think oh I I have to become a health fanatic and I have to go and lift weights and run but that is not my approach at all I my approach is all about balance and finding out what works for the individual for one individual lifting weights might work at the beginning of their journey because it's a great way to to build that strength, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And it's also a great way to release anger, right? And and running is another great way. But that might not work for everybody. Some people might have physical um, challenges that, that they are coming up against. And that's where you can look at hiking and walking or chair yoga or chair workouts or yoga. There are so many different ways to be physically active. Dance uh, for fun or therapeutic dance. Uh, I also encourage people to get creative, like whether that's playing a musical instrument, whether it's drawing something in the sand with your fingers However, you can express that creativity and allow it to come out of you. It will not only release things that are locked up and blocked up inside. It's also a great way to start and finish something and feel that sense of accomplishment. You know, it could be writing poetry. It could be painting, it could be drawing, it could be crocheting, it could be so many different things. Creativity is a huge word and so many things come under it. But the key for people is to find what works for you individually. And when you find that, and when I found it, I I exploded. It was so great to have a, a, 
something to do to to get that accomplished feeling and to see things come out on the page or from the sewing machine needle and have it come together and and help me to feel more confident right fabulous that yeah. is true and um it's interesting because when you talk about creativity i cannot stop but re resonate with all of them because <laughs> I can be so creative with anything that comes mm -hmm. through my hands. Mm -hmm. Multiple instruments, crochet, uh, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know, knitting, mm -hmm. uh, sewing, painting, drawing, working on wood, working on metal, mm -hmm. something. But it actually does express that feeling of accomplishment, that feeling mm -hmm. of worthiness, that feeling of beauty, that, that feedback, like, and everybody now looks at what you have accomplished and created, it's like, mm -hmm. he's absolutely gorgeous, and you look at that, yeah, indeed, it is absolutely gorgeous, mm -hmm. whoa, we did something good here, and when you think back about all this trauma, this sexual trauma, and all these things, it's like, okay, at some point in my life, some deranged people saw me as a sexual object. Yeah. Okay. That does not define me. Mm -hmm. I truly define me differently. Mm -hmm. and this is where you choose your identity. Mm -hmm. And that is healing. That is the healing. Yeah. And it's allowing yourself to, especially when it's, it, well, any kind of trauma, but with childhood trauma, and if it stunts your growth in those areas, it can be very hard to allow yourself to go back to it. But I remember uh, when I was about, I was about three years sober. And at that point in time, that is when all of my memories from childhood abuse came back. I was about 27 at the time. It was eight, 1987. I was living in Montreal and um, I got, I got very, very depressed and became suicidal and ended up in a 90 day mental health program. And that's where I was able to learn about the creativity part of it again. In that day program, there was psychiatry and I had my psychiatry appointment every week and we worked in in groups there was also psychology and there was a psychology group but my favorite part at that time was what was called then the occupational therapy and it was there that I first started to work with vision boards but that wasn't what it was called at that time because it was more of a looking back to uncover your triggers and they, once they did that with you, then I, I experienced everything from drawing to working with clay, um, making tile things. And that opened myself up and it opened me up to saying, hey, I can play with things and they don't have to be perfect. And I can find out what I really enjoy. And when you can find that out, it, it's so good. And most of us have, um, all of us have creativity in us. It's just whether or not we've been allowed or have been taught to unleash that part of our soul. 
so that we can grow and develop, whether it's whether you've have suffered from severe trauma, mild trauma, it doesn't matter. When you can unleash that part of you, it just makes your life a whole lot more fun. <laughs> right? It is absolutely true. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Wow. When we can also connect with nature, with mm. senses, with with just plants, with hugging trees, with backpacking and all kind of gorgeous things that you can do. It's really like recentering and reminding you that you are one part, mm-hmm. one cell of this entire universe. Mm-hmm. And that your trauma is not the entire world. It mm-hmm. is just one event yeah. that you gave a super strong traumatic mm-hmm. meaning to it that can be changed. Mm-hmm. It can be. And that's where... Um... That's where I like to connect with the five pillars. I like to connect them all together, but particularly with the spirituality and and the uh, the body and the mind. Those three together connected are are so strong. When you find out what works best for you with each of them, and then you can find the things that hits on all three. For me, it's it's like a lot of people, it's getting out into the woods or walking by the ocean or metal walking, whatever works for you. And generally, all three are great places to hang out, right? And, and great places to find your healing. And I, spiritually, I went down many different paths because I was raised Catholic and when I first got sober, I tried to go back to those roots, but it didn't work. But that is also the time that I started experimenting with shiatsu treatments and healthy nutrition, herbal supplements, and that kind of thing. And it really helped me in so many ways in that first year of sobriety to, to stay sober and to it also helped me to release, like I would cry through some of those sessions, not all of them, right? And it was just all physical. Uh, Shiatsu is similar to acupuncture where they just, they press on the meridian spots instead of putting a needle in. There were times I might, I would just cry and, and other times where I would just have flashbacks. But every time I left that treatment feeling better. Mm right? And, and it's finding those kind of treatments that work for you. And then bringing them into your arsenal of, of healing tools, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. It is so important that by sharing that, we are empowering and giving ideas and mm-hmm. vision and showing the light on the other side of the tunnel mm-hmm. to our audience. Because so many people are still struggling with the problem, with the abuse, with the memory, with something, and still like dealing with that or maybe hiding it and, and going away from it and avoiding it. But when we can actually safely address it, release it, and heal it, mm-hmm. that is real true freedom. Mm-hmm. It's the freedom we are all looking for. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And it's also very um, powerful because you can build a life of peace 
you get the tools and you can build that life of peace moving forward. Uh, a lot of people think that, uh, well, once I'm healed, life is going to be a bowl of cherries or once I do this, then it's going to be that way. But life isn't like that. There are always going to be struggles and we're always going to have obstacles that come in our way, right? But when we've built in those tools, then we're able to, to move forward. And I'm a very firm believer in getting the kind of help that you need, whether it's medical help through psychology, psychiatry, or it's um, a more spiritual focused help through, through, well, there's such a an array of choices right there, right? But whether it is through spiritual counseling, spiritual modalities, floral essence, hypnotherapy, which I've had and helped me tremendously, there's just so many that that people can choose from. And my, my aim and goal is to help the individual, whether I am the person that ends up helping them and that they come to, or whether I help and direct them to a person or a type of healing or practice that can help them, then I'm all about that, getting them in the right direction. I don't expect every person that I cross paths with concerning this, that, that they're going to end up getting their help from me. It's only the people that feel that I can help them and that are can relate to and feel safe with me, then those are the people that I can help. But by no means do, do I not want to see everyone get on their right path of healing, because that's why there's so many of us in this, in this realm. And there's so many different types of personalities and, and healing modalities that people can relate to. So I think as healers, and helpers, the best thing we can do is to help them to find the right person, the right place, and the right type of healing. That's very, very important to me, and it's one of our values that I hold very dear. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. So we heard about your experience, we heard about your business, but there's a question I missed to ask you. Okay, sure. There is a moment in time that led you to AA, mm -hmm. Alcoholic Anonymous, or maybe just before when you actually became aware that change is now, that abuse is over, and that you need help. Mm -hmm. What is that, that transition moment? That transition moment for me... I have three major ones, but the, the the first one and the most pivotal one is when I chose to stop drinking and I went to AA. And that was, I was in the bathroom. I had a razor blade. I was looking in the mirror and I slipped my wrist and ended up in the hospital. And that, I have the scar on my wrist. And that was the most pivotal moment for me because I was at a place where I was in such denial and I was in such pain that I couldn't look in the mirror. You know, my family didn't want to be around me anymore. I, I had gotten to that point where I became an obnoxious drunk and I, I you know, at just 
at that time, just before that time leading up to it, I had been living in a rooming house in Toronto on Spadina Avenue. And there, one of the rooms was rented out to two panhandlers. Another room was had a couple and he was a heroin uh, drug. Yeah, he, he sold heroin, but he also beat up his poor partner on a regular basis. Another person I had that lived down the hall from me in a room, he was a pimp, but he was so kind to me and never, ever, ever pressured me or expected anything from me. But he saved me on many occasions. But that's the kind of life that I was living, which led up to the point of me being in that bathroom with that razor blade. And um, that's how I got sober. Yeah, it was very traumatic. And but again, it, it was the running from my childhood and teen years and young adult traumas that happened. Right. And that was my first major turning point. And I still believe to this day that if I had not got sober, I would not be here. Yeah, it, I believe you. It's that. It's that strong right yeah yeah i understand yeah. that yeah and you said that there are two other pivotal moments that means yes. that you can touch rock bottom you can decide to get better and to get help yeah. you still have to get out of this housing you yeah. still have to put your life together you yeah. still have to come up with i don't know how many tens of thousands of dollars to get the uh yes. the detoxification houses to take care of you yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that must go right in order mm -hmm. for you to be on that path. So after that, there is two other people to moment. Yes. Yeah. The, the next one came, and I referred to it earlier, of when I, um, when I went into the psychiatry program for three months. That one was because I was at three years sobriety, and at around two years all of my childhood memories came back, okay. right? Because I didn't remember them, right? I, I, they were there and they lingered, but they came back vividly. Let's put it that I had vivid memories come back and I couldn't cope with them. And again, you know, I found myself standing at the subway in Montreal wanting to jump off, you know, and uh, I just remember calling my husband, my husband, he wasn't my husband at the time, but saying, I, I just, I can't do this anymore. Right. And we went to the emergency and I got all set up that way. And so that was a pivotal moment. And that's the moment that started me on my spirituality, again, my spirituality journey. And through that, which is a whole nother story, I ended up going into Christianity and being very involved in the Christian circles in life for 20 years. And then I came out of that. And then the next major pivotal moment was when we made the choice to move to Nova Scotia during the first year of the pandemic, right? It was 2020. I was already working and coaching and doing different things like that, but I still hadn't found all of my power, right? Mm -hmm. When we moved here, 
we were moving to something. We weren't running from something like I had done in the past with geographical cures. We were moving to something, to a sanctuary. And that's what I've created for myself here is a sanctuary. It's, I love where I live. I love all of the uh, healing modalities that are available here. There's so much Reiki and hypnotherapy, crystals, oils, um, psychiatry, psychology, uh, because Nova Scotia has a large armed forces bases, right? There's a lot of them in the Maritimes. And so where I am in particularly, there's also a lot of that available. And it it's just where I'm meant to be, right? So that was a very pivotal time also. Wow. I mean, your story is so inspiring to show that there is a way beyond. Mm -hmm. There is a life after Mm -hmm. not only abuse, but all the effect of abuse in our Mm -hmm. mind, in our our heart, in our memories, in Mm -hmm. our spirituality. There is so many, so many scars Mm -hmm. that we are keeping with us along along life and really allowing those scars to be there without hurting anymore. Mm-hmm. So remind you to be grateful for your life and to mm-hmm. be grateful for all the healing that did happen mm-hmm. and to use that trauma as a tool for inspiration as an asset in your business to mm-hmm. understand and better help others who are going through the same kind of things. Yes. Everybody differently, but still the same kind of things. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, most definitely. And 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 that is my passion is to to help others as best as I can and to direct them to those different types of healing modalities that are out there for them. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's that holistic approach to healing. It, it's you. You can't just go with the mind and expect that that's going to work. It will work temporarily, but you also have to embrace the others. You know, the mind, body, spirit, environment, your style of living. All of those things have to come together, and that is where you're going to find your freedom and. And the most important thing, and and something that I've been practicing a lot myself recently, is that when those hard times do come up, is to just remind yourself that this isn't your first rodeo, that you've combated things in your past, and you will move past this too, and you will learn things from it. So allowing yourselves to just be in the moment and not get all up in our heads and think about, okay, how long is this going to last? How long is this trigger going to be in effect for me? Just realizing that you know what's happening, you have the tools, and to just use the tools uh, until you're feeling better, right? And then maintain it. Because yeah. it, it, it's it's a lifestyle. It is. It is. Fantastic. All right. How can people reach out to you? And we're going to put all the details in the, the description okay. anyway. So yeah. go. 
Yeah. If you go to the descriptions, you'll find a link to opt in to get my mini ebook on the five, five healing pillars. And also with that comes a declaration of healing. And I recommend that you use that, make it your own, change it and, and read it every morning and evening because it will help you to start to internalize that strength, right? And the other way that you can get in touch with me is through my Facebook page and my Instagram. It's at Heather Chaplin. Just send me a DM and I'd be more than happy to hop on a 30-minute coaching call with you just to help you to get, get started and point you in the right direction of how and where to get started. That's fantastic. Thank yeah. you so, so much. Oh, thank you for having me. You have been such a blessing. Thank you for joining us, for sharing your, your path, your path of healing, your path of how you now help others. How are you blazing your trail to really mm -hmm. show mm -hmm. you have put all the footsteps mm -hmm. and now you allow others to follow your footsteps. Yeah. Thank you for thank that. You. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a real honor and it's been so much fun to meet you. <laughs> Absolutely. Same for me. Thank you so much. Thank you.